declassified notes belonging to former CIA director John Brennan from July 2016 reveal that Brennan informed President Obama of a plan by Hillary Clinton to tie then-candidate Donald Trump to Russia as, quote, a means of distracting the public from her use of a private email server. CIA intelligence on the matter was sent to the FBI for investigation. Now, President Trump has ordered that all related documents be declassified to bring transparency to the FBI's Operation Crossfire Hurricane. Here to provide some insights is former assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California, John O'Connor. John, it's so good to have you with us again. So what more do you think will be revealed by these declassified documents? Well, I think that we will find that there were more of these shoes to drop. There are other facts which were not provided to the FISA court. I think Radcliffe uh, declassified the big one with uh, Brennan because it deserves its own storyline. Uh, but basically, it gives us the theme that the Obama administration knew very well that this was about Russian disinformation. Uh, they, and, and when I say disinformation, I'm talking about the sources that Christopher Steele used. The sources Christopher Steele used were all Russians. Uh, the primary subsource was suspected of being a Russian spy. So we have some spies or ex-spies of Russia combining with Hillary. Obama had to approve the expenditure of the funds because he controlled the DNC money. So what do we have here, Gary? We have a massive conspiracy to affect the election in 2016 and also a full coup on Trump, but a massive conspiracy with Russia to do that and our own intelligence agencies. And that's the irony of it, that we've spent three or four years talking about how Trump supposedly colluded with Russia, where it was all a complete hoax. It's exactly the opposite is true, and it's very profound. Uh, now, what I expect will happen in the future here, well, the, there will be more bits and pieces which are confirmatory, which confirm that the FBI did not tell the truth to the FISA court. There will be more and more details that will sort of break the back of this thing. Well, back back to Christopher Steele. He's the former British agent on the FBI's payroll. Uh, what can What more can you tell us about that? Well, first of all, you just said it. The FBI willingly colluded, if, if you want to use that word, with Steele to produce this effect. And Brennan also was colluding. And Brennan was using Steele's information to go, for instance, to Harry Reid, who's known to be a leaker, to tell him. He briefed the Gang of Eight, trying to get this out into the press. So yes, there is uh, uh, was a conspiracy here. and. Uh, and, and to a certain degree, uh, it, it worked. Uh, but I think it points to criminal liability. That's my thought, Gary. Well, let's go beyond the FBI. Let's look at the CIA. Of course, we mentioned Brennan. Well, how about Gina Haspel, the current CIA director? She was station chief in London at the time when the British allegedly helped to spy on the Trump campaign. So what's the likelihood that Haspel will willingly declassify uh, those documents, turn over documents about CIA and British intelligence involvement in that effort, because it may not look too good for her. Well, that's right. And let me point you and your viewers, uh, Gary, to uh, the so-called 
Maltese professor that supposedly was the Russian-connected professor who started this whole thing by uh, honing in on Papadopoulos, on George Papadopoulos, and telling him that the Russians had emails on Hillary. Uh, the Mueller people and Comey have always depicted him as being some sort of a Russian asset. That's always been nonsense. He's clearly a Western intelligence asset, very much connected to British intelligence. And at the time this whole thing started, uh, British intelligence and American intelligence had formed an interagency group along with the FBI. So they knew that this, not only did they know that this professor was not a Russian asset, they sent him in there. And so you're going to find that the CIA folks overseas uh, knew that this person was sent in there and that a false story was uh, set up about him because Crossfire Hurricane was therefore started on the basis of phony information claiming that this guy was some sort of a Russian asset. He wasn't. And uh, uh, our current CIA director knew that. So that doesn't look too good for her. And, of course, uh, what didn't look too good for FBI director, former FBI director James Comey, was his testimony on the Hill. Uh, he seemed to have amnesia there about Crossfire Hurricane and FISA. We haven't seen much from Prosecutor John Durham's investigation, just, I think, one guilty plea from FBI attorney Kevin Kleinsmith. So what do you expect will happen now? Well, I've never thought that Comey would get indicted because he's too far up the chain and all he has to say is, I don't remember, I don't remember, I don't remember. Comey is going to claim, has always been uh, able to claim that, gosh, he was too high up uh, the line for this. Now, what is interesting about Brennan's notes is that's the first documentary evidence that we have that he was told about this. So his only defense is to say, I don't remember. It will probably work in terms of staving off an indictment. I hope it doesn't, but it probably will. He knew all about it. He was behind the whole thing. Uh, so he is being disingenuous. He claims Trump is just like a mafioso. The mafioso here is Comey. Uh, I think McCabe has more of the bullseye on his back. He had a sudden attack of, of COVID fear this last week and didn't want to testify for very good reasons because he would either have to take the Fifth Amendment or perjure himself. So there is hope that there will be some indictments. I think they're getting close. And I hope Barr does not let the election stand in the way. There's nobody that would be indicted that has anything to do with running for office. A lot more to come. It's like peeling off the layers of an onion. John O'Connor, former federal prosecutor in California, thank you for sharing your time and insights. As always, appreciate you. Thanks, Gary. Good talking to you.